Hello and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, the Money Queen. I am here to break the stigma that we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you through to that next level of welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. Backed by 14 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine systems, structure, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine energetics of mentoring and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving and holding space for queens like yourself who are committed to forming a healthy relationship with money. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. In your business right now, I guarantee you that there are hidden wealth barriers that you have no idea about. This episode, I'm going to be talking about three hidden wealth barriers that are, that may be in your business right now to give you increased awareness because we are doing the best that we can with the knowledge and awareness that we have at the time. So I am trusting that this will gift you a opportunity to get a fresh perspective on what's happening in your business right now. And if one of these resonate with you, then you can then have the knowledge and the awareness to shift what your business looks like, how it is operating to get a different outcome, to allow the business to be in more alignment with the life that you're desiring, perhaps increase your profits. And notice I say profits as opposed to revenue perhaps even work less, stop over-delivering to your clients. Whatever gifts are in here for you, I am excited for you to hear what I have in store for you. So let's jump on in. The first hidden wealth barrier in your business is the fear of being seen. Now, this one can take many shapes. The fear of being seen is literally can take a literal <laughs> approach in social media of not wanting to show your face, right? Why is that? Now, it may be a strategic choice to say in this business, because I do not uh, look like the demographic that I am um, that I am targeting, it's actually not, not relevant for me to show my face. That's totally fine. That's not a hidden wealth barrier. Where it is a wealth barrier is if you are a coach or a service provider and you are the business and you're sitting in your shit too much that you're like, I'm too scared to show my face. I'm too scared to do a live on Instagram or Facebook. I'm too scared of being seen and being heard for fear of what may come back. I'm too scared to put my opinion out there because what happens if someone doesn't have the same opinion as me? Will I be able to handle the rebuttal? I don't know. And because I don't know, I just won't say anything. I just won't show up. I just won't put my face out there. And that keeps you stuck, right? It keeps you in that fear. The fear is controlling your business right now. And because you're not showing up in the fullest expression of yourself, that, my friend, is a hidden wealth barrier because you are not allowing ideal clients of yours to connect with your human. And what I mean by connect with your human is the age that we are living in these days. People desire other people. 
Humans desire other human realness. They want to see your vulnerability. They want to see your struggle. They want to see and hear that you are human too. I was at a networking event yesterday and uh, my coach actually presented it and he was like, you know how the best strategy for winning new clients, any information that they can find out about you that is perceived as like wrong or this is why you shouldn't work with me, tell them first up, show them you're human. He's like, I've had two failed businesses and here I am being a business consultant. You shouldn't hire me. This is what happened right? It takes the elephant out of the room. It allows him to be seen in his humanness. I've done this twice before and I failed two times and here I am again for a third time and being a consultant. Now there's two ways that people can absorb that information. Well, actually more than two, but I'll just speak about two is yeah, he has failed twice. And yeah, I don't want to listen to you because you failed twice or he's failed twice. He's going at it again. Geez, that takes some guts. Geez, that takes some balls, right? Imagine all the lessons that he has learned in those first two failed attempts to continue to show up for again, to continue to show up every single day, shifting and changing his approach because he's already tested uh, many different ways that has failed before. So find the humanness, show the vulnerability, right? Because society teaches us that failure is seen as wrong. So by him actually showing the fuck up, allowing himself to be seen in his mistakes, in inverted commas, seen in his failures, first and foremost, just after he says, hey, this is my name, it's like, oh, you've got my attention. I no longer need to seek what is what, what you're hiding. I no longer need to seek what your past has been because you've just told me you've had two failed businesses and this is your third. It allows the leader in that conversation being the permission slip for everyone else in that room yesterday because it's like, here is my most shameful, one may say, experiences in business. I failed twice already. But he's like, hey guys, this is my name. These are the things that society tells me that I should be shameful of and not tell anyone, but here it is. And everyone in that room instantly meets his human, meets the vulnerability, meets the, ah, oh, he's human too. I know that I've had things that I'm shameful of and society says, oh, you shouldn't be praising that. But I'm like, I am able to look at, at it with a, hmm, I'm glad that happened because I got the lessons. I got the experiences and it made me a better leader. It made me a more effective leader. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't be here today. So the fear of being seen, uh, if that is a thing for you, what I would suggest is, especially in the social media context, start recording yourself on video and to get used to what do you look like? What do you sound like? What comes out naturally? And use that as a progression 
to then start going live on Instagram or on Facebook, whatever your chosen platform is, or even LinkedIn, if that's your flavor and notice the stories, notice the emotion even of I'm scared to do this. What happens if I fail? What happens if someone says something and I need to rebut them? What happens if I need to prove my point of view? Yeah. What happens, right? You have the tools, you have the experience, you have the knowledge to be able to handle this because if it's handed to you in your experience, you've asked for it. Everything in our current reality, we have asked for it at a conscious or an unconscious level. So you have the skills, the capability, the support to be able to move through it. The next hidden wealth barrier I have for you in this episode, being mindful that there are so many more, is the lack of embodiment in your work. So what you do in private is seen in public is a quote by someone, I don't know, it's not mine, but what it essentially means is I'll use a personal trainer in this example. A personal trainer, if you in private eat KFC and McDonald's every night, if you have ice cream every night and you don't actually exercise at all, it is seen in your body shape. It is seen in your appearance. And therefore, what you do in private, in your home, be it the lack of exercise and the non-nutritional food, is seen in public. When you go out and see clients and they see you putting on weight, they're like, mm, what's Sally doing over here? Right? She's, she's putting on weight right now. She's here telling me to move my body five times a week and eat all this nutritional food, but she's not walking the walk like, or talking the talk. So there's a lack of embodiment there because what happens in private is seen in public. So when you are facing clients continuously rejecting you or you're not even asking for clients, check in with yourself because you may realize that you've got that lack of embodiment and you're actually repelling clients energetically, therefore no clients are even coming into your world. Or people may, you may have clients already and they're starting to leave you because of that lack of embodiment. And you're like, what the hell is happening, right? The lack of trust is happening because there's no integrity anymore between what you were teaching and what you were doing. I know myself personally, uh, I trust people's actions over their words. So in any form, uh, any field of my life where I take advice from someone, I want to be taking advice from someone who is living what I want to, what I'm desiring for, right? If you are a PT, let's stay with this example, and you don't have amazing freaking arms, arms are a thing for me, then I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to uh, use you as a personal trainer because I want to see the person has done or is doing what I'm desiring. I want the person that I'm paying for, for support and guidance and coaching to be a couple of steps ahead of me. I want to be inspired by that person. If they're constantly showing up late, if they are putting on weight, if they are, you know, the language that they're using is out of alignment with how I'm choosing to be in this world. And it's not inspiring anymore. I'm not about it, right? 
what you do in, in private is seen in public. Now, a little bit of a caveat on that. I understand um, that people may put on weight for various other health reasons that may not be the food input or the exercise. So caveat there, if you're screaming at me right now being like, that's bullshit, Alex, rah, rah, rah. So yes, I, I uh, acknowledge that, but this is a pure PT example just for the sake of uh, showcasing the lack of embodiment work. So anything that you teach your clients, essentially, if you are not doing that work yourself, that is a lack of integrity. That is a lack of embodiment in your own work. And whether or not you physically tell people or are people are able to see that, people will feel that. They will feel it. Whether or not they're really in tune with their intuition, their gut instinct or not, they will have a knowingness, that, but they won't be able to put their finger on it. I have an invitation, Queen. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? If this episode is providing you with the aha moments and the loving bitch slaps that you needed to hear today, then listen up. My Money Queen coaching package is perfect to stop being so afraid of money and your numbers in business. This package includes a sacred money archetype reading, which is pretty much like human design, but for your money world and two additional 90-minute sessions customized for your own personal money journey to reset your relationship with money, to bring more wealth and abundance into your world for 2024. Remember that courageous moves will create the life of your dreams. And it's time to take action. Head to alexunscripted.com to book in a call with me today. As a side note on this is that if you're sitting there in the mindset of like, I'm poor, I don't have any money, I don't know how to generate more sales or more revenue in my business, and you're sitting there at other like wealthy people on your social media, for instance, or your friends or family, and you're like, oh, I'm not able to have a wealthier business or have a wealthier life because you know Susan over here is taking all the clients, they're taking all the money, they're taking all the opportunities, right? It, it's not them. It's not actually them at all, my friend. It is you, right? You're not poor because the rich are rich, right? You're poor because you're not doing work that you actually freaking love, right? Let that land. You're not poor because of your friend Susan or Sally or Stephen over here, right? You're poor. You're in that scarcity. You're in that fear because you're not doing work that you love, and that comes back to a lack of embodiment in your work. And actually my episode two weeks ago from have you fallen out of love with your business? If that resonates with you, listen to that episode because if you are no longer aligned with what you are teaching, how you are showing up, what, what offerings that you are providing to your clients and you don't love servicing them anymore, Again, they're going to feel it. What you do in private is seen in public. Another hidden wealth barrier in your business at the moment may be not making time to pause, reflect, and set an intention for the future. This is one where I feel that a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that so many times before. And what I always invite my clients to reframe this to when this pops up in their mind for them is, yeah, but are you embodying that? When was the last time you actually did that? You may have heard it five times before, six times before, seven times before, but when was the last time you actioned that? When was the last time you paused, reflected, and set an intention for the future? 
And I mean, like really done that, like set aside an entire day or a half day, or if you've got kids in a full life, shit, even two hours to go this two hours, I'm committing to, to pausing, to reflecting, <laughs> to setting a freaking intention for the next 12 months of my business or the next six months because of how fast the world is going these days and how fast technology is able to support our businesses, the times where we're able to do a five-year business plan, they're gone. They are gone. So when you're doing your business planning, your strategic sessions, right, it's 12 months, maybe two years max. Anything longer than that, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because so many things can change. Some things that when you do take the time to pause, reflect, and set the intention for that you can do is looking at your revenue, right? An annual review of your prices. Uh, one of my clients said to me the other day, uh, I need to send out an invoice to an, a recurring client, same price for the last three years. And I'm like, Queen, why? Oh, she's just been a client for mine for forever. And what have you done in the last three years to level up your services, to level up your skills? Who have you moved into being in the last three years? How has your business evolved in the last three years? Massively. It Even in the last 12 months, it has shifted massively. And so I'm like, why are we still charging her the same price? Why? Just because it's always done a certain way or been a certain price, it doesn't mean that you don't have permission to change it. This is your invitation to stop and reflect on those people that are in your world that you're like, if I increase it by $1,000, they'll leave. So what? If they leave over $1,000, let them. Allow space in your business to bring on board an even higher paying client that does value your new prices. What happens in that scenario where you have, let's say it's $10,000 for six months and you charge them the same value every six months for three years, we keep the client and us at the same level. Even though we want to shift, we want to change, every time we turn up to that session, it's like, oh, this is me from three years ago. I'm stepping back into the version of myself. I'm stepping back into the $10,000 version of myself. Everyone else is paying $15,000 per quarter. And when you show up for their sessions, when you show up for them, you're showing up as the $15,000 person with the $15,000 standards and advice and support. And then when you show up to your OG client at the $10,000 mark, you're like, oh, I don't need to put in as much effort. I don't need to go as far as I do with my other clients. Oh, she's been around for ages. It's fine, right? Your standards decrease from an unconscious level, whether or not you realize it or not. And I'm, I can hear you listening right now being like, oh shit. Yeah, they do actually. I treat my $15,000 clients different than my $10,000 clients. So here is your choice, right? Do you want to continuously service those $10,000 clients or do you want to give them an invitation to rise to becoming a $15,000 client? 
allow them to come on the journey with you as opposed to keeping them and yourself stuck in that $10,000 mark. The choice is yours. Can you see how this is a hidden wealth barrier? The layers behind how it's keeping you stuck. It's not simply just increase your prices because it's how you show up. It's how they show up. It's the fear around maybe they'll leave. Maybe they need to leave. Maybe they need a push out the door for their growth, for their evolution, and for your expansion. You won't know unless you put it forward to them and deal with the objection. And whilst fear is running the show, you won't experience that. So what are you leaning into today? What can you lean into tomorrow differently to get a different outcome, to move through that wealth barrier? And I've got a bonus one for you quickly. Always having offerings on special, right? This is something that I've seen a little bit as the economy has shit itself, essentially. <laughs> and it's, um, it is a tactic for some people. I don't embrace it uh, personally myself, but it's when people always offer specials. It becomes an expectation. So it's like, let's stick with a ten dollars and $15,000 example. So if your standard prices are $15,000 for six months, and however, every two months you run a special, it's $5,000 off. Would you like to be a part of my mastermind? Would you like to be a part of my one-on-one -on -one mentoring? It's only for the next two days, but here it is. And religiously, every two months, you offer the same thing. People who've been following you for a while start to pick up on that, start to notice that and be like, mm, if you're constantly offering this special every two months for a couple of days, why would I pay $15,000 when I can just wait a little bit knowing that you'll offer it again for the cheaper price. And I don't need to rise to the level of 15,000 person. I get to stay in the $10,000 person. I don't need to get resourceful enough to find that $5,000 gap. So I'll just wait. If this is a you, where else are you waiting in your life for things to meet you at the lower level, as opposed to you rising to that higher level. You are conditioning them when you're constantly offering specials on your prices at a consistent pace to wait for the discount. And then they will buy, then they will be okay. Then they will be a yes. How can you shift that model to be more sporadic, to be varied in your approach of offering specials or discounts? It's not to say that they can't be a part of your business model. Absolutely, they can. But how can you shift your relationship with it so that it actually serves you and it serves your clients as opposed to conditioning them to expect a special, to expect a discount? That is the difference. That is a hidden wealth barrier. Number four for this episode, closing that out. I trust you have found some gems in here. You're welcome. Thank you, Queen, for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time. Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the tabooness around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.